This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. We interrupt this program to bring you the following message. What if everything you've been told about money was a lie? It's time for the truth. Welcome to Financial Coaching Radio, where cookie-cutter financial advice just doesn't cut it. With your host, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. He's giving it to you straight and pulling back the curtains on the financial advice industry. No hidden agenda and no one-size-fits-all baby steps. Only unbiased, objective help for your entire financial life. Tackling your money questions at 893-1450. And now, here's the host of Financial Coaching Radio. Commission-free, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. What is up? Welcome to the one show giving you the truth about personal finance. This is Financial Coaching Radio, and I'm your host, Jason Qualls, certified financial planner, one of the only independent commission-free financial advisors in the area. Online, anytime, anywhere, if you go to Jason Qualls, cfp.com that's jason qualls cfp.com if you want to jump in with questions comments just be a part of the show click email the show at financialcoachingradio.com interesting read here dollar cost averaging has long been one of the likes of some of the most savvy financial people in the world there's some new research looking at is it still relevant dollar cost average performance over 24 months versus lump sum investing let's take a look at some of the results so let's first explain what i'm talking about here and appreciate you joining in by the way can't do this show without the listeners the great listeners of wgns dollar cost averaging all right so what it means is instead of me to let's say i got twelve thousand bucks and Lump sum investing would be, I'm going to take my $12,000 and put it all invested in the market today, uh, this day of the week, all at once. Dollar cost averaging, let's say you chose to do it over 12 months and you had 12000 bucks, you would just do $1,000 per month. And the theory is, and it depends that it works sometimes, the theory is <clears throat> that by going in a little each time, a little each month, sometimes you'll buy high, sometimes you'll buy low. And overall, over that average monthly period over the course of a year, it all kind of evens out, lowers your risk. It may even increase your returns. <clears throat> because if you invested a lump sum in one day, maybe today is not the best day to be buying. <clears throat> maybe it's one of the worst days. That's what's going on here. <clears throat> uh, the most conservative example, well, the lump sum is invested completely in fixed income. It outperforms dollar cost averaging by almost 1% on average and is the better choice in about half of all the 24-month buying windows. This is what new research discovered. This is pretty profound. Over the last 60 years, there's basically been a 50-50 shot that a 24-month dollar cost average into all market and all stock market portfolio would underperform an initial lump sum into an all bond. His takeaway, if you've ever come into a windfall, you're better off putting the money in play rather than keeping everything on the sideline so what is this saying about <clears throat> everything is that going back through time this person went back through 1960 to 2018 he looked at different portfolio examples 40 60 stock to bond 
50-50, 60-40, and just looked at the difference. Which one came out better? <clears throat> and his research is showing that by a little bit, putting everything in the market lump sum is better. Here's my thoughts on the matter. It This is past. The past, you remember Lion King? It doesn't matter. It's in the past. This is past. So while this research shows that dollar cost averaging is now not as good as everybody thought it was and lump sum investing is better, I don't know about the next 40, 50 years if that's going to be true. I don't know. And my thought is I don't there's not a huge difference between lump sum investing and dollar cost averaging. I never say it to a client say, well, I think you should do this over this because it's going to give you an extra bump in performance because I don't know that. Uh, maybe so, maybe not. When I suggest any type of dollar cost averaging for a client and where this will come into play in my practice, someone is retired from a job. They're, they have a quarter million dollars or whatever they have in their 401k. It's coming out as cash going into their IRA rollover as cash. And we have a choice, invest it all at once or do a little bit each month for a period of six months or a year or whatever. What it, I never suggest that let's do the dollar cost averaging because it's better. I only suggest it because it's peace of mind. If we do the lump sum today, whatever the amount is, and the market sells off by 10, 20, 30% over the next three or four months, you're going to be pretty mad. But if we do dollar cost averaging, yeah, you're going to buy low now, buy low next month, buy low next the month after that. And as the market's going down, we're buying more. And we're limiting the amount of money, losses that we're incurring from the steep market drop. If, some, that, if that scenario gives you peace of mind in case it happens, let's do that. And some people are like, nah, I don't care. I was already invested. Let's go ahead and get right back in there. Some people are like, oh, I like that idea. I also always say to them, hey, this could work against us. If the market continues to go higher and we're dollar cost averaging in, at the end of our dollar cost averaging period, we could come out worse than if we had just put the money in the first place. So I don't think this is a rate of return thing that we have to worry about in real life financial planning. I think it's a peace of mind thing. In real financial planning and investment management, you cannot replace sound investment management principles and peace of mind. They are intangibles that you can't put a number on. That's my view. That's how I handle my client's money because I believe it's what the best thing for the client is. If you want to jump in and talk investments today, hit me up online or social media at financialcoachingradio.com. I'm back with you right after this. Keep it locked in right here on WGNS. Would you trust your doctor or surgeon if they had never been to medical school? Of course not. So why trust your financial future to a financial advisor with little training or education? Anyone can call themselves a financial planner or a financial advisor, but a certified financial planner has been extensively trained. My name is Jason Qualls, and I am one of just a few certified financial planners in this area. So ask your current advisor about their education and training. Then call me, Jason Qualls, Certified Financial Planner at 878-2134 or go to jasonqualls.cfp.com. 
You have worked your entire life for what you have, and you deserve to determine how your assets are passed on to your loved ones. Make sure your estate plan is in order by calling John Baker, estate planning attorney today at 896-5621. Estate planning is not about you, but those you leave behind. For more, go to bakercouncil.com or call 896-5621. Would you like your business to be more efficient? Well-organized financial records are the foundation of any successful business. Taking advantage of your competition today by calling Tothero Helen Welch CPAs at 848-1072. They can provide you with expert bookkeeping, payroll services, tax planning, and much, much more. Go to thwcpa.com or call them at 848-1072 today. Welcome back to Financial Coaching Radio. This is the one show giving you the truth about personal finance. I'm your host, Jason Qualls, Certified Financial Planner. Here to talk risk management is Mike Conley with Middle Tennessee Insurance Group. Welcome back to the show. Thank you, sir. How are you? Doing well. Let's talk about things that could impact your auto insurance rates more than an accident. A company looked at 43 driving situations encompassing common tickets, accidents, and scenarios and which ones result in a higher rate increase than an accident? An accident claims means you'll pay typically around 32% more a year for car insurance. Does that hold true? Yeah, what you I see? mean, you're going to face a fairly significant surcharge for an at-fault accident. 30% increase. 450 or $460 more per year on average. Here are scenarios that will cost you much more than an auto, and this is not really an accident or anything I mean, you can control, except for not letting your teenage driver drive. If you add a 16-year-old male to your policy, it will grow up 160%. 160%. And that's on average. It could be worse, I guess. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah, I guess. But, man, that means, like you got to get a job. Oh, yeah. Man, that is nuts. If you add a female age 16 to your policy, it's a 125% increase. Yeah, we uh, we oftentimes use a rule of thumb. Just to add the driver, it's going to be at least $1,000. Just a dollar figure. Yeah. $1,000 for a teenage driver. Yeah, just the driver. Now, if they have a car to themselves, it's going to be significantly more. But Why does that matter? Because they're insuring another, another piece of equipment? Uh, there's enough cars for drivers so that they, they think the teen has a full-time access to a vehicle. It's ridiculous. So those with multiple children close to the same age, you got a 15-year-old, 16-year-old, and a 17-year-old, and an 18-year-old. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I guess technically within, if you had a 16 through 19-year-old, you could be paying, what, 400% more, 500% more? Man, I've got your average couple. I worked on them just earlier yesterday and today. Um, married couple, normal house, normal cars, um, but there's two kids, 118, 120, both of them in, in school. Um, they're on the policy, and they're here locally. Lo and behold, it's very, very expensive, almost five grand. Adding a six, adding just a teenage driver to your policy is much more expensive than getting a DUI. Something's wrong with that. <laughs> it's typically the truth. So a 16-year-old driver is more risky to an insurance company than someone who, no matter what age, get, getting a DUI. It's crazy. Obviously, they know the numbers better than I, but I would think the opposite. It says, you know, male age 16 with a dollar increase there, it's like 2300 bucks. 
Yeah, that's countrywide, I would say. Yeah, I'd say it's a little less here, so the impacts might not be so great here, but, but on average... percentage change, it would probably be the same. Yeah, your rates just aren't as high here. Reckless driving ticket, 73%. I think I got a reckless driving ticket once. I have, I know. Or maybe they knocked it down to careless driving. Something like that. Many years ago. <laughs> yeah, many. I was about 16, I think. <laughs> if you have bad credit, it will increase your car insurance premium by over 70% a year. Yes. People don't understand that credit now plays a factor in all kinds of insurance ratings. And That's so, a yeah. huge jump for bad credit. Yeah, you got to be somewhat careful. If, you, if your credit's bad, um, there are carriers that don't consider it, so you kind of have to find those niche markets. What is considered bad credit when shopping for auto insurance? Is it scores below 600? I would say it's pro pretty much falls in line probably with everything else that goes credit-wise. If you can apply for a loan and you're going to get great rates, then you'll probably get great insurance rates. But if you're going to apply for a loan and you know you're not going to get accepted, then your insurance rates are probably going to be a little bit higher. I couldn't put a number on it for you because it's probably done a little bit differently, but it's uh, it's definitely going to hurt you. Is there is it tiered? Like if I have a 600 to 650 score, 650 to 700 score, I pay, you know, the higher my score goes, the better I get as far as rate? Or is it just you get above this, you're okay? No, I think it's tiered. Um, a lot of it, internally, these carriers have different program levels. Oftentimes, it'll say like um, Advantage or Elite or Platinum or Gold or, you know, something to that effect. <laughs> and uh, that usually has your credit rating wrapped up in it. Two speeding tickets will increase your annual auto insurance premium by over 40%, according to this study. Still going back to the teenage driver. Not looking forward to having a teenage driver. How far are, are off for you for this? I've got four years. Four years. I got about the same. It's not going to be fun. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't even want to try to afford it. This costs more than the car to insure the thing. Yeah, for one year. <laughs> Especially the car I'm going to buy. <laughs> Does that matter what the kind of car, if you buy a newer car versus an older car, as far as what it costs to insure that car? Is it, or is that kind of set alone because of what the equipment part? And then the driver part is kind of different. Man, I think I would sit here and be lying to you if I said I knew the answer to that question. Because every time we have sat around and tried to come up with rhyme or reason, logic would tell you that, yes, that is what it would be, how it'd be. The lesser car you buy, the the lesser the impact on your insurance. But I've seen kids come up with virtually brand new cars that don't cost a bunch, and I've seen them try to put on, you know, a 12 or 15-year-old car, and it'd be outrageous. Yeah, that's, that's maybe it's a safety thing. Yeah. It's looking at bodily injury because of the safe, safety of the car. Sure. And that, that plays a factor. So we're talking about the biggest things that increase your auto insurance rates. Mike Conley with Middle Tennessee Insurance Group is here. Mike, tell the listeners a little bit about what Middle Tennessee Insurance Group does. We are a, a local independent agent. Um, we have contracts with many different insurance carriers, whether it be for auto, home, business, life, um, any of those things. Um, and we shop it around. You, you, we take some information from you, and, and we kind of run the, the gamut of companies and see who's offering good rates, making sure the coverages are where they need to be, and just kind of providing you with some options. Because one thing that's hard to get when you're going online is a lot of different options. It's hard to do that legwork on your own. We kind of can condense it down for you and make it a fairly easy process. So if someone calls you up and say, look, I just got this. I just added my son to my policy. He's 16 and I have a $2,000 a year increase to my car insurance premium. <laughs> Help me out. 
And that's, that's something I, you guys do. We would definitely shop it for you, but I would also, in that same conversation, say two grand is is not bad. It's kind of <laughs> middle of the road, if you, especially if there's a car involved. If you added a child and a car, and it goes up two thousand dollars, I wouldn't be shocked. It's not a. Uh, that's not something that jumps out and goes, oh yeah. Now, if you say five grand and there's no reason for it, yeah, then we we need to talk. Can teenage drivers that live in your home be on their own? Not yet. They have to be at least 18 before they can sign a contract for themselves. True. Um, so there's most, no way to say, look, if you want a car, you're buying the insurance in your own name and paying for the car yourself. Yep. You, you, you just kind of have to price in the increase, and that would be their, their cost. Yeah. Because they've got to be 18 to put them on their own policy. Yeah, and you still wouldn't want to do that. Um, as far as for your children, unless they're just a horrible driver or, or you know, you just don't want to do it, um, you're doing them a service going into their adult lives if you kept them on your policy as long as they live in your house is are these you know obviously if there's somebody that's a dui you probably have to take them to a specialty carrier right depends but yes a lot of times it, the, the the higher risk stuff the normal markets won't touch what about reckless driving is that something that you can alter you can say hey you can do these things to get it lower or you just you get a ticket for reckless driving I guess that would be going 120 and a 60 maybe that would consider reckless driving. We could definitely talk about those things, um, but as far as just lowering limits or raising deductibles to, to save some money, usually it's not enough savings there, and you're starting to kind of gut some of the value out of your policy. Um, we could definitely talk about it, and we could throw those options out there and see the pros and the cons of it, um, but it doesn't happen that often to actually do it. Usually people with bad credit are trying to do what they can to improve their credit score. How much at renewal time does the insurance company, the current carrier someone could be with, how much do they look and reanalyze the credit score increase uh, at a policy renewal? Or is that just when you apply, that's what it is, and it's up to you to change carriers or do whatever to update the number? If you want my what I think goes on, um, every carrier is going to be a little bit different, to, but to put it generally... Um, they're going to rate it most heavily at new business because they're really taking a close look at whether they want to do business with you or not. Um, renewals, it could be kind of hit or miss. They may not do that every year. They may do it every three years, or they may not ever do it again. They may only rate for accidents and tickets after the fact. So it's all going to kind of be carrier to carrier, um, but you can always ask for a requote and have them rerun you through and if, especially if you know your credit got better. So, so someone went from a 500 score to a 750 score. Working with Middle Tennessee Insurance Group, they could call you up and say, hey, when I applied, my score sucked. Now it's pretty good. Let's requote this. Yes, absolutely. Middle Tennessee Insurance Group, 898-0053. Now it's time for the deal of the week where Mike shares stories where they save listeners and clients hundreds, if not thousands of dollars, just for shopping their home and auto insurance with an independent agent. I had a, uh, a current client. He was coming up on his fourth renewal. Um, we had had him with the same carrier since the since the get go, um, and he just called in and said, "Hey, man, uh, you know I've been with him several years. I think it's time to take a look around. Let's make sure we're still getting you know the best rates." Um, nothing really prompted the call as far as rates go. They had slowly ticked up, but nothing that would really make you uh, go, "Oh wow!" He was just he, interested. He was just interested. Um, so we did. Because, um, you know, things change with our insurance all the time. Things change with us as well. We had picked up a new carrier, and um, this new carrier was saving him $1,000 on his home and his auto just by itself. And so we made the switch over to the new carrier, and on down the road we go. 
Um, it's not something that I necessarily probably would have prompted to, to do for him because, without him calling um, simply because his rates hadn't done a whole bunch. So as long as you're paying attention to your rates and you keep an open line of communication with your agent, um, those kind of things are out there. Well, you mentioned last time you were on the show that sometimes you get notifications when one of your customers has a rate increase. And if it's, if it's over a certain threshold, you reach out to them and, and do some reshopping. Right. So that's more proactive on your side. But someone who's just working with an independent agent, the customer themselves can just have a mental note. Maybe it's on their calendar every 24, 36 months. Let's just reshop this, even though I don't have any rate increase happening, just to see. Right. Right. And it's it's not a, a stupid decision to do it, by all means. Sometimes you look the gift horse in the mouth. I will say on the homeowner side of things, when we get into inspections and stuff like that, um, if your home rate's really good, don't uh, don't go stir in the pot because oftentimes if you bought that house when they came and did their inspection it was brand new. Not saying that it's you know in any way different than that now, but oftentimes we pick up dogs or trampolines or uh, swimming pools or, or, or various other things that insurance company may not fr- you know want or you know whatever else. And so it just opens the door for for other things to pop up. But it's also a good time to kind of address them. It's my recommendation. Shop all types of insurance coverages that you need with an independent agent, an agent that represents multiple companies. Middle Tennessee Insurance Group, M-I-D-T-N-I-N-S-Group.com. This is Financial Coaching Radio. Taking our first break, get on the internet. Look up FinancialCoachingRadio.com. Click email the show. Get those money questions in as soon as you can. We're back right after this. Between car payments, repairs, and the price at the pump, it can feel like your car is going to drive you out of house and home. Fortunately, Donegal Insurance Group can make keeping your car on the road more affordable. That's because for safe drivers, Donegal delivers rates that are among the lowest in the state. To find out how much you can save, call your neighborhood Donegal agent today. To save on your auto insurance, call us at Middle Tennessee Insurance Group at 615-898-0053. Hey, Financial Coaching Radio listeners, if you don't understand exactly how your financial advisor is compensated, you could be in big trouble. My name is Jason Qualls, a commission-free certified financial planner. To learn more about why my process is so unique, go to jasonquallscfp.com or call 878-2134 today. Buying a house is stressful, and so is shopping for a mortgage. Take my advice and get a second opinion on the mortgage for your new home or your refinance. Not all banks and mortgage companies are created equal. Trust me on this. Call my friend Marshall Sparkman with Franklin Synergy Bank at 615-439-0885. Great team, great process, and the best rates. Marshall Sparkman with Franklin Synergy Bank at 615-439-0885. Welcome back to the one show giving you the truth about personal finance. This is Financial Coaching Radio. No books to sell. Certainly not pushing any seminar tickets or financial products. I'll leave that to the other show. I'm your host, Jason Qualls, certified financial planner. For all about me, go to jasonquallscfp.com. If you're looking to jump in and be a part of the show, financialcoachingradio.com is your place to be. Let's talk about life insurance for a bit. This is a kind of a different spin from financial articles. Business Insider. Three types of people who usually don't need life insurance. 
I would say if you're single, no job, no dependents is one of them. What do you say, yeah, I'd say that'd be one of them. <laughs> Who else? Let's take, take some guesses here. If you're retired, financially independent. Don't, don't need life don't insurance. Like, no need. A lot of people want it, though. Uh, let's see. What else can we think of? Oh, first one on the list. Single person with no dependents. This one's a little bit of in the, in the gray area because if you're single, usually with no dependents, you're younger, typically. And your life is going to change based on what your, your plans are for your life. You're going to buy a home, accumulate more assets, you're going to get married, maybe have some dependents. And buying life insurance when you're young and healthier, healthy is easier when you're old and fat. And way cheaper. <laughs> way cheaper. Tell us a little bit about the life insurance underwriting world as it stands today. Years ago, it seemed to me be, to be a little bit more complex, a little bit more involved than it is today. Um, I mean, nowadays, you've got your basic height, weight scale for life insurance that if you fit within these certain parameters, you'll get offered better rates. And then, of course, they're gonna most of them are going to do some sort of urinalysis or a blood draw and get some blood work done and... You know, check into your doctor's office and take a look at your your, your records. Everything's clean. You're going to get offered great rates. Um, but if you're, you know, if you have some dings in there from various whatever it may be, um, it may impact it one way or another. Especially like smoking or, or non-smoking. I think a good rule of thumb, if you're looking from a financial planning perspective, is say, look, I plan on getting married in five years, let's say, and starting a family, whatever. Then maybe a year or two in advance of that plan. You go ahead and get the life insurance you need. Yeah, that way you're not paying for something you don't necessarily need. But if that's in your plan, then yes, absolutely. Yeah, do some forecasting. Don't wait until, well, hey, I'm married and I have two children, three children. Oh, let's get some life insurance now and you're three or four or five years into this thing. Because then you really need it. And there could be health issues where you can't get it. I think if you're also uh, a good rule of thumb would be a healthy engagement. If you're a young person and you get engaged it may be something that it's time to take a look at. You know, as long as you know that that engagement, you know, it's a planned thing and everything's going to be kind of happening in, in lockstep as you planned it. Um, engagement's a good time to look at life insurance because usually you're young, usually you don't have any dependents to worry about yet, and you can still kind of make those those transitions. Well, the conversations that need to be had about money is how you're going to share finances and then looking at all of risk management issues that could be there. Do you or your future spouse have enough life insurance? Should it be owned through your employer or should it be owned privately? How much life insurance is best for the husband? How much is best for the wife? How, what type of insurance? How long do we want it to last? Think about disability insurance, your emergency fund. These are all things that relate to financial planning and risk management that need to be addressed. It does, especially if you're talking about marrying someone. Yeah, having dependents is the big reason that people buy in insurance of all types, not all just types. life insurance. Not just life insurance, every kind. We were right on the second one. Re retirees don't need life insurance, but most of them want it. If you're retired, most people would assume that you are debt-free, at least very close. Maybe all you have left is a little bit on your mortgage. You have enough assets to generate income for you to live out the remaining years of your life. No one at that point is dependent on your working income because you are financially independent that removes your need for life insurance life insurance is there to inject cash flow so your beneficiaries your dependents can make it while when you're gone and you're retired no one's depending on your income so a lot of retirees get to age 60 65 and a common question i get 
is their term insurance is about to expire or they have an old universal life policy and they always ask me do i need to continue this they're offering me they sent me something offering me the the right to continue this and my answer is always no well, why spend the money but i'm always a little hesitant because you know someone let's say there's three years left on a term policy they're retired they're financially independent and they ask me should i just go ahead and cancel this i always say well that's your call because what if they drop dead next right week? right <laughs> if it makes you feel better go ahead and cancel it but you don't know what the future brings and for a lot of people i think they would have the same assumption that as soon as you make one decision whether it's a huge one or not like canceling term insurance when you're financially independent that's the time that something bad's going to happen. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you just gave up on $150,000 of life insurance. Well, especially if it's the end of a term, you've paid a bunch of money in. I think I'm going to pay out those last three years just to, just eh. It's probably going to be fairly cheap. Well, I got asked this question about a universal life policy. These, these clients of mine are still working. They're in their 60s. Could, could retire any time. I think they're waiting until Medi Medicare kicks in at age 65, so they don't have that health insurance expense in those first years of retirement but it was about universal life they're currently paying 80 bucks a month to keep the universal life in force for a longer period of time they'll have to spend about 300 dollars a month and i was like uh -uh. take the cash value and run right now pocket that money because that is a poor investment if you're going to pump in money because that's the issue with these you know old universal life policies they forecasted them at different interest rates than where we are today and you have to pay more or premium interject more money into them to keep them going right for a life insurance review what's the best way to reach out to middle tennessee insurance group give us a call 615-898-0053 they're also online midtninsgroup.com if you have any risk management questions retirement planning investments estate planning tax planning hit us up online financialcoachingradio.com click email the show i'm your host jason qualls certified financial planner back with you right after this short break hi this is gabriel fancher whether you're thinking about buying or selling a home i can help buyer opportunities are better than ever so call me at reliant realty to find out more 615-445- 5073. Real estate is a key to building long-term wealth. So ask for me, Gabriel Fancher, when you call 615-445-5073 or online at mt615.com. Again, that's mt615.com, 615-445-5073 for all your real estate needs. When you work with an independent insurance agent, you put the power of choice to work for you. Independent agents know several companies and their coverages, which means more options. And because companies like Donegal Insurance Group use the independent agent system, you not only get quality insurance, you also save money. The independent insurance agent system. Discover the power of choice. Make Middle Tennessee Insurance Group your choice. Call today for your hassle-free quote at 615-898-0053. Did you know that the U.S. tax code has over 70,000 pages? This is precisely why you must have a tax expert on your team. The folks at THNW CPAs have been providing their expertise to individuals and businesses in Middle Tennessee for over 50 years. And now they have an office right here in Murfreesboro. Call Kevin Sizemore today with THNW CPAs at 848-1072. That's 848-1072 or online at THWCPA.com.
Welcome back to Financial Coaching Radio. A little quick hit here on risk management. It's something we don't address as often as we used to, and that's long-term care. Off the air, I was discussing with an estate planning attorney yesterday you know, some of the pros and cons of long-term care, hybrid annuities, regular traditional long-term care insurance. And I think in my professional opinion, the world has gotten so complex, the industry revolving around long-term care insurance is that you need to sit down with a couple experts. It's not like it used to be in the good old days, 10, 20 years ago, where traditional long-term care insurance was the predominant thing. A lot of the industry, a lot of these policies and companies have changed and have weakened over the last few decades. Doesn't mean that the risk of addressing long-term care has gotten any less. It's not. It's actually grown. You need to address the risk. What I'm saying and suggesting to you is how you address the risk in 2019 and beyond is the difference maker. That's why you need some experts on your team. Make sure you're working with the right type of advisor, an independent fee-only certified financial planner, an advisor who only works for you, doesn't sell financial products or investments or annuities. They are only paid by you because they're fee-only and they're the top credential in the business. Go to Jason Qualls, CFP.com. The CFP stands for Certified Financial Planner. I'm back with you tomorrow. Same bad time, same bad channel. Don't go anywhere just yet. More local talk is on the way right after this.